Welcome to Game Changer. We missed you guys last week. And yes. Back here today, home, and uh, excited about this episode. Another episode of Game Changer Podcast. Hello, Diana. Hello. We represented two seasons today. I'm coming, she said, looking like I belong into the winter category with my hoodie on, and then she looks like she's full on summer. Yeah. That's what we do, right? That's what we do. Opposites attract is what they say. I'm not sure how true that is. Or they they end up on Dateline. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to give you a nugget already. Today, I was just driving, and um, I was already going through my task. How many of us do that? We start our morning. We start our task. Like, okay, today I need to do this, this, this. And I could see as I started going through the things that I needed to accomplish today that I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed and anxious about it. And so on my drive today, I was just thinking and a song came on and it was such a simple song. Most of the song was just like, God is good and he is good in the midst of whatever you have to face today, good or bad, good task, bad task, strug- a task struggles in, in a, or in a, in a, on a mountaintop. He is good no matter what. And so no matter what you're facing. So I think it's perspective is the secret ingredient to life is our perspective. Because I would have focused on this morning what I had to accomplish today. I probably would have had a bad attitude. But when that song came in and I just kind of was like, oh, God is good. and the more I sang it, the more it like, got inside of me. And I was like, you are good no matter what I'm facing today. So let that be your little nugget. If nothing else today, declare God is good. And you can't sing that over and over and not put a smile on your face because it puts joy in your heart, which comes out. So God is good. Yes, he is. I think the church of old, not real old, but like, you know, a decade ago, old would have said all the time. And you would say what? All the time. God is good. Hey, so we're going to jump into our topic today, which I think plays right into what Diana's talking about as, you know, as well. And we're going to, it's, you know, it's, it's a gift. It's one of the spiritual gifts um, that God, the Holy Spirit gives. And that's one of the points today. But it's also, it's also something that you can get even on a practical level, or you could help once you receive that gift, it can be developed in a practical way. How many know that God is a supernatural God, but he also deals in practical levels? He uses people. I mean, in the Bible, there were supernatural times where, for instance, God spoke through a donkey. I mean, that's supernatural. I, you know, I don't know if a donkey started talking to me, you know. I'm going to take notice. He fed Elijah through a raven. Um, You know, there were times where he moved supernaturally. And we're gravitated towards those times because it shows us that we serve a God who can do things that we can't do. But often, more often than not, he spoke through and used people. And so we're going to talk about the topic of everyday discernment. Here's why it's interesting. It's important for us to bring in the practical and the uh, supernatural into this because it's a supernatural gift. It's a gift that God gives you that is that is 100% supernatural. It's a God gift. Um, the world won't understand it. But the reason we're going to talk about the practical is because we're bringing in the, the word every day. And so if you're going to walk in discernment every day, you're going to have to learn how to develop that as well. And so I know Diana, um, you know, their gifts, and in, in, I'm a, I'm a, we're in ministry, and I'm pr- actually I'm preaching this weekend um, at a church. And uh, so we've done ministry, and there's gifts that we operate in you know, that, uh, that are in the Bible. One of the gifts that Diana really has been given is this gift of discernment as well. So I know she'll have some things to say about it, but I want to start by reading a scripture, uh, Psalms 37, 23, and it says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights 
in every detail of their lives. So if you if you're if you're thinking right off the get go about this topic and it's okay, well, I mean, like I just I'm just a blank or all I do is blank or I'm you know whatever it is, whether you're a stay at home parent, whether you're the you know a janitor, whether you are uh, the most important person in the boardroom, you know it doesn't matter. You you might label yourself by by that limitation, but the reality is God cares about the details of your life every day. And so let's look at what is discernment. Discernment you can find it in First First Corinthians twelve, and discernment is the spiritual gift. And and there's others, right? And many others that are described in First Corinthians twelve, where God provides every Christian with spiritual gifts. Right? Here's here's the caveat: not everyone uses them. So he places them there, but it's up to you and I to understand that he's placed this in our life and begin to identify it and then unlock it and then even grow it. The Greek word, and not to get all like technical here, but I want to say this is diacrisis. So this is the reason I want to bring that up. It describes the ability to distinguish, discern, judge, appraise a person a statement, a situation, an environment. So why is this important, right? So I think it's a super important <clears throat> gift because every day that we live our lives <clears throat> in business, a home, we, you know, we, uh, we, we need, we run into people, we run into statements. How many, how many have ever been placed in, in paralyzation by a statement? How many have ever had some, a statement spoken to you that just literally freezes you? You're going to run into situations. How many have been through some situations? How many are, would say you're in the middle of a situation? You know, the environment around you, if you're not careful, the environment will, you know, will, will engulf you, right? So you have people, statements, situations, and environments, and they're all connected together. And it's important for you and I to distinguish, discern, judge, or appraise these situations. And so it can be related to the discerning of spirits, as 1 Corinthians 12.10, or between good and evil, Hebrews 5.14 says. So and before I bring Diane into this, because you're looking up some notes and looking up some, some info, I want to personally define discernment as spirit infused decision-making. And we can put that in the notes. That's that's good. Spirit-infused decision-making. And can I just say this? How many times, Diana, we've done this as well. We've even done this since operating in the gift of discernment. How many, how many times have we made the wrong decision? How many times have we let our emotions make the decision? How many times have we let the circumstances make our decision? How many times have we hesitated in making the right decision? And the reality is, you, we need spirit-infused decision-making. And if you believe that, if you're watching live with us, if you're listening, you can just say amen wherever you're listening to yourself. But if you're actually watching, you're one of the, 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 the galley, I like to call them, right? the, ga- the galley, galley of listeners, our, our mosh pit. We're here today live with some folks. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube and you've ever made the wrong decision or you could use some spirit-infused decision-making, can you just put the little raising hand emoji up so we know that you're with us? What do you think? Well, I like to say I was being so super spiritual and looking up notes, but I was actually looking up a song. But um, I think discernment, God, I don't think I've always recognized it as that. Um, But I do think that God really has um, gifted me with discernment. And there's just certain things that, you know, maybe situations you, you know, run into or, um, you know, you meet someone who's like, ah, something's unsettling. And discernment's not a bad thing. Discernment means the Lord gives you wisdom, or at least for me, uh, maybe on when you're talking to someone and ministering to them, that God will just give you things that you don't really know much about their life, but He speaks, a, puts places something in your heart, and you're able to speak a word of encouragement 
or, you know, maybe even a word of, of caution. But then there's also, I mean, I think there's different things in discernment. There's also discernment that, you know, the Lord, oh, you know, that's not someone I need to intertwine myself with. And um, I think God does do that. Um, and I think it's taken a long time. You know, I don't feel like sometimes I think for me personally, I like to think the best in people. So sometimes when God gives me that discernment, I wrestle with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it really comes back to, um, you know, staying close to the Lord so that he can give you proper, you know, that you are relying on him for discernment. <laughs> You're not just making choices because as humans, we can judge a situation or judge a person. And maybe that's not and in, in view that as discernment, but really maybe it's our own insecurities or our own, you know, evil heart. We have evil hearts, right? So um, I think that, you know, thankfully, I think God's helped me um, recognize it and understand it more, but I think I'm always growing in that. Um, but I think discernment's important because I think that that's a way that God's like that inner voice, you know, that's kind of like that conscience. Um, and, you know, I think discernment will keep you. I'm, I'm pretty much a black and white person. I try and stay away from gray. I don't find safety in gray. I find safety. It's either black or it's white. And so if there's a line here, I will be so far away from the line that it's probably on some levels unhealthy at times. But then, but I mean, you won't find me real, real close. Um, I find safety, but discernment will allow you to, to rest in whatever space you are, but recognize, you know, there's no part truth. There's no, um, almost right. It's either right or wrong. It's either truth or not truth. And so I think discernment when your own active daily life, it helps you make those choices that may be that gray, but he'll, but the dis but discernment will keep you in that white area, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And look at it this way. The reason discernment is so important, and by the way, um, it's not just like knowing, you know, there's one element of it. And Diana brought up one of the, the elephants, so to speak, you know, in the room of most of our lives, right? People. And sometimes it's like who to stay away from or, hey, you know, you meet somebody and say, okay, I got a little bit of a, eh, I kind of feel something there. But we could also judge a book by its cover. We could be jaded. Our past can uh, have some uh, play into that as well. So remove it from just that one scenario and, and look at it in every day. You need to make everyday decisions, everyday decisions. And you, you, they, they could be, it's, it's all over the board. I mean, there's people watching right now. I saw hands go up a little emoji hands go up and you know on youtube and i know there's a lot of people listening and watching right now and it's just across the spectrum so can i just say this and i think this is going to help you this is why discernment is necessary and and you want to and you can you can jot this down you can screenshot this i want to put this in our notes too guys the enemy doesn't play fair and i'll, I'll explain that the enemy doesn't play fair so the battle the ephesians clearly states where the battle is the battle is not against flesh and blood I know you want to punch that person in the face. I know you want to ram that car off the road. I know that you want to, you know, get back at that official or, you know, vote that person out or do this and that. And, and But here's the thing. It's not against flesh and blood. And that's not over-spiritualizing it. I'm, you know, if we really look at this, we could over-spiritualize things sometimes. The Bible talks about being so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. But that's not, a, this is not what that is. And, and don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that's how you're being when you put everything into the context of the word of God, when this whole thing is all wrapped up, it's all about good and evil. So here's the reason the enemy doesn't play fair. And so if you're, if you're trying to make a decision in life and it's a life decision, it could be something as simple as a today's decision I need to make at my job, or it can be this about my life or this about my family or this about my career or an investment or finances or a relationship or whatever it is. The enemy doesn't play fair. And think of it this way. Discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. I, I'm going to say that again, but, and I'm, but I'm going to finish it in a minute. 
Discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. You go, what? Yes, it's right and wrong. Knowing the difference between right and wrong is not that hard. Discernment is knowing the difference between right and almost right. It's knowing the difference between is it right and is it almost right. And that's where the enemy doesn't play fair. So think about the, the, in, the, in Luke 4 when our Savior, G, I'm talking Jesus. Now, I'm not talking about you and me. I'm talking about the King of kings and Lord of lords came out of the river, was led into the wilderness. How did the enemy try to fool him? By using and twisting the word of God. So Jesus had to have discernment knowing the difference between right and almost right. It was, it was a gray area, as Diana said. She doesn't play in the gray. That's a good right there. I don't play in the gray. <laughs> Right? I don't play in the gray. I don't. <laughs> huh? I don't know why. I just that's good safety, though. Yeah. She doesn't play in the gray, but there's safety and not playing in the gray. But here's the thing: Jesus didn't play in the gray either. In the reality, can I just say this? David has fallen for the gray before. You've fallen for the gray before because the enemies doesn't play fair. And he doesn't come to you with a pitchfork, you know, holding a bag of meth, you know what I'm saying? And going like, hey, here you go. He doesn't come to you with a pitchfork, you know, bringing that person's DM and saying, here you go, DM this person because they want to have an affair with you. He doesn't come to you with a pitchfork and say, hey, here, here's, you know, listen, this is that credit card number of your company that you have access to. You could just, you could just swipe this. You could just, you could just, you could just, you know, you could just swipe this. Here's that company you work for. Hey, they gave you permission to, to buy something one time, you know, at the store and, you know, you got a screenshot, whatever. Can I just tell you, the enemy doesn't come between right and wrong. He comes between right and almost right. He's smarter than that. So sometimes discernment goes beyond our thoughts. Sometimes discernment goes beyond our feelings. Sometimes discernment goes beyond our opinions. And it goes beyond our faith. And it goes into the very will of God for our lives. So it's a daily, it's an everyday thing. I know that I've made a daily decision I'm still alive from that daily decision, right? But I've made a daily, a day decision, Diana, that has taken me off course and cost me other days. Does that make sense? I've made the wrong decision in a day, went the wrong fork in the road in a day, and it's cost me days. That's what, that's what discernment, everyday discernment, I think that God wants us to get. You know, I put on here, uh, you know, discernment will, you know, help you align yourself, whether you should be on the offense or the defense. Mm. Um, you know, because there's different, uh, the offense means you're, you know, headed into the finish line. And so you have different players and different, you know, things that you need to be in the offense, take carrying the ball into the home stretch. You know, you certainly don't want, you know, and I don't know a lot about sports on that level, like technical. She don't. She don't. <laughs> really She's don't. right. She ain't lying. <laughs> but. No discernment needed there. <laughs> But I do know that the same big guys that you need in defense are not the same guys that you need for speed to get it in the home stretch. So I think discernment also in our life as we're walking through and we're and we're going through life, recognizing by the discernment of the Holy Spirit what you need for the day, whether you need to be on the offense or the defense. Could you know what you could have an encounter with somebody and you know, maybe a situation arises and they come out in anger. So knowing a discernment like, hey, don't retaliate in anger because really their anger is based in hurt or fear. It will it, Discernment will help you be able to align yourself so that when you face situations, you know how to handle it versus if you're, if someone's really not 
angry, but they're com- what they're vocalizing is anger, and you retaliate back in, back in anger, it's not gonna it's not gonna you know be that calming. Um, it's not going to calm the situation, diffuse the situation. But if you recognize because of the, of the Holy Spirit, where you're like, hey, you know what they're saying is really not out of anger. It's really more out of fear, recognizing. So I think discernment also, that would be a good word, word tied in with, with discernment is recognizing. And, you know, someone mentioned um, in, the, in the comments, putting on the full armor of God. That is how you gain discernment. Like you have to put on the full armor. We can't have, you know, our um, the breastplate of righteousness is if, if we haven't, you know, put on the helmet of salvation. So, I mean, I think we could put on parts of the armor, but we need the whole armor. We need to be trusting God completely. We need to be asking the Lord for guidance. And, you know, it's not like someone comes up to you and there's a situation like, oh, yeah, no. It's like just that quickening. <clears throat> so I think um, recognizing where offense or defense and then also making sure that God, the discernment, we use it, it not as a weapon to harm, but we use it as a weapon to point people to Jesus. Yeah, I mean, how how foolish, I'm just getting, getting an analogy on the armor of God. How foolish would it be to put the helmet of salvation on, but be in your underwear? You know what I'm saying? Like, like in other words, you're walking around with this helmet of salvation on, and it's all that anybody can see because, you know, you when you stand up and you're in your tidy whities you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no protection and it makes no sense and it's actually foolish looking, right? But that's a lot of times how we do it. Discernment helps us, right, become fully clothed in the armor of God. So how do we acquire discernment? You know, uh, we have a few minutes left here and, and let's let's talk about how we'd acquire it because discernment is not something to be obtained by, you know, you can't complete a checklist. You know, you just can't, you can't, you can't just go like, you know, so if you, if you, if you're, if you have your, your, your pen ready or, you know, your notes because we're in 2022, you know, and uh, you had that ready, ready to make a checklist. We're going to give you a few things here, but it's not a checklist and it's not improving your head knowledge. You know, it's, it's, it takes practice. It takes development because it's a gift. And when you have a gift, you know, I mean, I, um, somebody could give me a skateboard and, you know, first of all, I wouldn't use it because I'm scared, of, scared of it. But like, it, it kind of gives me, you know, anxiety because I mean, I'm going to step on it and bust my, my tail. But the reality is if I, it takes development, somebody giving me that gift doesn't make me Tony Hawk. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, I'm not going to run out and grab it and jump onto a half pike, you know, somewhere and, uh, you know, and start, start skateboarding. So discernment is not done through a checklist or improving your head knowledge. It takes practice. It takes development. So it takes success and failure in order to grow. I mean, a lot of times you gain discernment. Um, I remember when Diana, you know, years ago, this is close to 20 years ago now probably, where, you know, she had the gift of discernment, but there was a prophetic voice in our lives that we gave permission to speak into our lives for a season of a few years that spoke to her and confirmed that, this gift of discernment is in you. And it was from that standpoint that maybe she began to recognize and, and hone in on it. But the reality is kind of like Obi-Wan Kenobi when he first found Luke, you know, and he said, you got the force, you know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, you, you know, he had to hone it in. He had it, but he had, he didn't know how to use it. So Diana was, maybe that was a confirmation there, but it, but the, over the years, the successes and failures of operating and moving in the discernment. So discernment can be used in an instant with the power of the Holy Spirit and it can take a lifetime to refine it, it both. So without God, you're not going to have it and you don't want it. And you're not going to be able to use it effectively anyway. But the Holy Spirit can use it for his purpose, his glory instantaneously or over a lifetime. And if you're going to operate it on a daily day basis, it's going to take some practice. So I don't believe at any point Christians you know, are, are flawless in our discernment. You know, we continue to strive to be like Jesus, right? Who is the perfect example. And so the number one place 
we have to look. If you want to acquire discernment, is the Bible, the infallible Word of God, right? It 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 it, it weaves a tapestry of redemptive grace through the history of of the Word over mankind. So Psalms one nineteen, Diana one hundred five says, "Your Word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path." I don't know about you. We have this big light over us, this big light right above us, and this light is super bright. I'd love to have this light, you know, figuratively this light shine into the path of my life and show me 20 steps ahead. You know, I think that there's certain seasons in our life though, that we don't want to be in the light because the light reveals the imperfections, Mm -hmm. which is very much like the word of God, the light of the word of God in our lives shows our imperfections. Mm -hmm. And we have a responsibility from that point. Once those imperfections are, are brought to light to do something with it, with the help of the Lord. And so, um, you know, light dispels shadows in our life. You know, going to the word of God comes in and it shines on those areas, those corners that have cobwebs or those areas that we are keeping so close and tight because we don't want people to see, um, you know, that hall closet that has nothing but junk that you don't want anybody to open up. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that drawer in your kitchen, that's your junk drawer. Everybody has one. That's just, you know, everything's thrown in there. The word of God and placing yourself in it not only gives you the discernment, but it actually shows those areas in your life that God's saying, hey, I want to help you in this area. I don't see, you see imperfection, but I see what you, what I, you know, called and designed and created you to be. So we, we can uh, begin to see ourselves through the light of God's word we notice and we recognize, hey, I, you know, I have these imperfections, but with the Lord's help, I can overcome them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's really, really important too. Oh, absolutely. So, so if you are taking notes and you want to, you want to have a checklist, so to speak, the Word of God is the first point, and the second source of discernment is using the wisdom of people around you that God has placed in your life. Now, there's some there's some jacklegs around you that God didn't place in your life that you placed there, some stowaways, right? going back to a Bible plan that we've written on get out of my boat. There's some people that need to get off the boat. There's some folks that you need to get out. So because sometimes those stowaways or those individuals that you have in your life that are standing between the people that God has placed in your life and you. And so the source of discernment is using the wisdom of people that God's placed around you. This could include pastors, right? Parents, mentors, friends, and yes, even spouses. Amen. Hallelujah. There might be someone that you need to invite in your boat. Sometimes we don't invite, you know, God puts people in our life and we don't invite them in our boat. But even spouses, I said spouses, that you agree? God place you in my You said even, like we were lesser. I am greater. But me, how about me? I'm a spouse too. (laughs) I'm a a spouse. Um, But, you know, there might be people that the Lord is, you know, calling you to bring into your life. But Mm. sometimes we keep them off our boat because we don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. And so we avoid it. So um, I think that's important too, is recognizing who needs to get off your boat. We talk about that, things that need to come off of our boat, maybe things that we've relied on, not just people, but maybe crutches, you know, maybe finding our identity and things outside of, you know, the context of what the Lord, you know, wants us to find our identity in, which is in him, you know, um, but God, sometimes we don't want to bring in those situations or those people that God's connected us with because it, it would cause us to have to maybe be challenged in areas that we don't want to be challenged in as well. If you're if you're watching too live, just to, just as a source of confirmation for yourself, 
you know, put, put, you don't have to put a name of a person, but <clears throat> put somebody. So if it's a pastor or a spouse, or you want to say, Hey, this neighbor of mine or this friend or whatever, just put in the comments, a person that you know, for sure that God has placed in your life, either past, present or future or, or current, you know, or all the above a person that God's placed in your life, a pastor, a parent, a mentor, a friend, a spouse, you know, a coworker, just put that in the, in, and so we can get some confirmation and maybe somebody else could have some help in identifying maybe some areas where these individuals can be found. So if somebody has been placed in your life by God, they can help become a source of discernment. Just put that, put that in the comments on YouTube and uh, so we can celebrate that with you. And so listen, we can listen to what anyone says, but that doesn't mean we need to follow it. So if the advice is relevant and it aligns with the word of God, right, and would be helpful to our lives, then we'd be foolish not to take it. I'm going to say it again. Because somebody gives you advice doesn't mean you need to take it. But if it, if it aligns with the Word of God, if it's, if it's relevant and, it's, and it aligns with the Bible, right, and, and we'd be foolish not to take it. So the last, the last place and the most important place, and this is where it all comes from, but understand, again, going back to the supernatural, the practical, the spiritual, that you know, God uses people, but it is a gift, and it is a gift from God. You know, it's not, it's not a worldly gift. It's not something that somebody can go to school for. So the last source of discernment is the Holy Spirit. And so once the Holy Spirit fills us, right, we have access to the power of God inside of us. And so Jesus told his disciples, right, that the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what to say, Luke 12, 12. So Paul tells Timothy, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit. And that's 2 Timothy 1.14. So the Holy Spirit was given to us for God's purposes, not ours, right? Because David tries to use that for my purposes. It's not, it's not used for my purposes, it's used for his. And it's really good when they align. And, and so Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. Truth is needed so much in this, in this, in this world that we live in and at this time that we live in. And then also we're, Jesus, we're told that Jesus will be glorified through the Spirit's work. So the area, the Bible, godly relationships, and then the Holy Spirit, these are the areas where we can acquire discernment. And discernment is such a good thing, right? It's such a good thing. Um, it's, it's, it's so needed. I believe that people sometimes chase the flashy gifts, but the gift of discernment will help your life every day. Amen. I think the gift of the Spirit will help you recognize sheep and wolves. I think the gift of discernment will help you recognize those little foxes that spoil the vine. And I think that the Holy Spirit and discernment will help you recognize the shadows in those areas in our life that God wants to help us work through. So discernment is a pivotal, just like food is necessary. It doesn't make you, I, I think, uh, food, you could go without food, you can't go without water. You can go without discernment, but it makes it a lot easier if you tap into that and seek that and ask the Lord through His Word and through His Holy Spirit to help you discern. Um, discernment will allow you that maybe when you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but you know that God is causing you or telling you a truth that He wants you to share with someone, but because maybe of a relationship, you don't want to speak um, something that may hurt them discernment will help you know when to say it and what to say discernment will help you when someone's coming to you and talking with you will just help you discern that hey they don't mean this for my harm they mean this for my good 
So discernment is is offensively and defensively a, a pivotal tool and key. Amen. So before we go today, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And so which are the three areas, Bible, Godly relations, or the Holy Spirit, do you need to utilize more for your growth and discernment? Maybe you Maybe you're handling one of those better than the other. Maybe two of those you have no problem with, but really you're weak in the third. Or maybe maybe you're not operating in any of those. So which of these areas do you need to really, really hone in on? And then here, here's another question I think we can take from this as well. What are some practical steps in how you can develop discernment and and in these above areas? You know, what are some practical steps? I'll give you an example, you know, if we get in the Bible, right? Obviously make that part of your daily plan. You know, if you're going to, if you need godly relationships, maybe, you know, get into a small group or, you know, seek out the help of a mentor or approach somebody and ask them if you can talk to them, you know, and if you need to utilize, uh, if you need to utilize, if you need to, uh, you know, hone in on the Holy Spirit and, you know, that's, that's something that might seem like the hardest one, but it's really the easiest because you can come to God just as you are, talk to him just as you are, talk to him, you know, in, in loudly, quietly, you could do it in the car, in your bed, in the shower, in the closet, in the bathroom, on your knees, standing up, laying down, whatever you want to do, you could do it and he'll help you. Amen? Amen. Hey, thank you guys so much. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and we will see you next week on Game Changer.